This is Small Talk with 101 ESPN's Michelle Smallman. Hey there, welcome into episode 31 of Small Talk. I'm your host as always, Michelle Smallman, and you know what the deal is. Every other week we get the post-show pod squad together, we kick around some topics, so without further ado, let's get into it. We have Sarudi checking in from Bristol. Sarudi, what's good? Chilling, what's good? Tom is here in St. Louis because he still lives here. Tom, hey. I still live here. <laughs> is there like an end date there? Oh, this is confusing now. Whoa. I don't know. I mean, it's just every Honeymoon week. Honeymoon phase is over. No, it's just every week I want to intro it him. Start? Like he's on the phone and he's sitting right in front of me. It's just bizarre. Wait, hold real quick. I saw you had Bob Costas on today, right? Yeah. What's up? Good he's, booking well, by the producer, right? Was that you? I was like, wait, Thomas, Bob Costas' number? Okay. Uh, Steve, Bob Costas, St. Louis guy. I, mean, I was going to say, he's probably been home. on Bernie a million times. Yeah, yeah, he's a friend of the show. He used to be the voice of the St. Louis Spirits back in the day. You know what? I'll give Tom all the credit, though. It's oh. still a great booking by Tom. Yep, I get it. I'll I take credit it. where I can get it. Yeah, Steve, you'll have to check out the interview. He, uh, I will. Well, I, you know, it we was did, spicy. We a lot of baseball today on the show. I think I've had my, hit my baseball coach Well, year, you need to just but... tune in for him talking <laughs> about the NFL and NBC. It was very oh, uh, okay. juicy. Oh, yeah, that's right. Actually, he kind of got the... Oh, yeah, that's interesting. I actually will listen to that then. <laughs> it's a nice four-minute rant of him just going off, so I, I think you'll you'll really appreciate okay. it. As a salty guy on your own, and you will appreciate guy. the salt. I appreciate salt, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it'll be good. Okay, speaking of salt, I'm obviously <laughs> struggling because yeah. the Rams have advanced to the Super Bowl to play the New England Patriots, and... Anybody that listens to this podcast knows that I love St. Louis through and through and will never forgive the Rams for the way they treated my city and my community, and I hate Stan Kroenke and never want to see him have any success. So the fact that he is on the precipice of success is just driving me to all sorts of anxiety. So my first instinct was this could also this could be good for you, though. Like, this could they could lose and then you could make fun of them for an entire year and it'd be fun. So th- th- it's, it's really, there's a really lot of, a lot riding on this game. It could either be like absolutely devastating and life altering, or it could be like one of the happiest moments of your life. So it's really high risk reward. Yeah. For them to advance a is, is tough. B on a blown call. Yeah. It just feels like they got away with something illegal again. That's been really hard for me to stomach. But this two-week buildup of anxiety thinking, am I walking the plank here? Am I about to jump into the waters of despair? That's too much for me. I would rather them lose in the NFC Championship game and never even sniff the Super Bowl because even the thought of them winning and Stan Kroenke hoisting the Lombardi Trophy makes me physically ill. Makes sense. And also, uh, Suriti, you should know that on our show, both on the text line and coming out of Michelle's mouth, is uh, thoughts of a uh, little fixing of the NFL by the refs. Just, just you know, they're not saying it happens, but they're, they're, they're talking about it. They're like, you know, it's not – don't put it past the NFL to have those refs miss that call on purpose so the L.A. franchise works out. You know, they're putting it out there. Uh-huh. It, it, it's a little it's a little crazy from my view, but I, I, mean, I love a good conspiracy theory. Thank you, Steve. There is no chance that's, <laughs> that's, ha- that's what happened. Can um, I explain my stance here? Okay, go ahead. From where I sit, I've watched a league destroy Spygate tapes to, quote, protect the shield. What tapes? I have watched a league cover up domestic violence and pretend they didn't see tapes to, quote, protect the shield. I have watched this league orchestrate a secret vote amongst owners, which they have never done before, to allow an owner to break every relocation guideline that this league had set in place so that they could move to, quote, protect the shield. You mean to tell me that with 
two teams in one market that cannot generate fan base and for a league that desperately needs this LA thing to work out that when two officials are standing right there and it's a blatant pass interference call and a blatant helmet to helmet and they both don't make the call and the lead guy standing there is from LA that I don't have a place to sit here and say hmm I wonder if this is in the bag Okay, so like I said, <laughs> I am a huge conspiracy theory guy. Like, I watch Ancient Aliens, not because I think it's real, because I just like hearing about things. So this is entertaining to me. I love it. But the problem is, like, I just don't see how it's possible. Like, so what What are you saying, Michelle, that, like, like, why wouldn't they have then called the face mask on Jared Goff? Like, why, like there, are, there are other things that they could have done during that game to help the Rams out, not just that last-second call. Like and did Goodell is Goodell on the phone with these guys like in their ear being like hey don't call that don't call that let that go like how does it work it it none of, it doesn't add up it's, this stuff also if it if, if it was really a conspiracy theory this would get out that's the thing about conspiracy theories like that's the reason that like Bigfoot isn't real and like aliens like haven't landed on Earth at least to our knowledge is because like people who know would talk about it. It, that stuff doesn't stay bottled up forever. So I just don't see how it would be possible, although I would love for it to be true. Not in the immediacy of it. If you've got a duffel bag of cash, you're not talking. Yeah, but then there's like, oh, where's my? I want money more. You're right. This will have to probably come out years down the line. But they, they really needed the Chargers more than the Rams to succeed because the Chargers have no fans, right? No, because then no one would show up to support the Chargers. They need the Rams to be the team that really generates this fan base and has success because they're the ones opening the stadium. They're the ones kind of driving this L.A. boat. I think that they realize the Chargers situation is so far gone, and that's always going to be the secondary team, but they really need the Rams to generate some talk. And it's so annoying to hear all this propaganda and rhetoric coming out of L.A. like, hey, you need a winner for people around here to pay attention to you. You need Hollywood. You need Showtime. Okay, cool. So then why were you so desperate to get this market in the first place if fan support was not there? So that's why they need them to win because they need them to be relevant because if they don't win, they're not going to be relevant in L.A. Steve, I I wish you could see the salt. I mean, I'm so I agree. Angry. Yeah, no, I agree. I think the first person I thought of was was Michelle, and this all went down, um, and just your well-being. <laughs> I, uh, was I, I was unwell. I was, I was afraid I to text. It. Yeah, I was afraid. I saw that. I saw that. I did see that. <laughs> and I was going to text you, and then I was like, ah, I don't know. Like, maybe give it some time. And, you know, because obviously it's, it is devastating for you because you – I know we fought on this forever. I think you need to just get over it. I think you just need to – it's unhealthy for you – this is like a this is like breaking up with somebody and you 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 keep claiming that you're over it but then you keep talking about him and it's like well you're not over it right, though right. like you're really still hung up on it and it's I I'm I'm just trying to look out for you Michelle I'm trying to look Thank out you. for your well-being because I don't think it's healthy that you hold all this animosity about the Rams because you talk about how you don't care but you really really care no I really care I'm way too emotionally invested in this yeah but I've done some deep diving I've done some self-reflection here and here's what I think it is. It's this deep-rooted thing inside of me about right and wrong. And I am a very big believer in karma. I'm a very big believer in integrity. And as you know, we've had the karma debate. And so to me, if the Rams were to win, it's literally evil getting rewarded. (laughs) And that kills something inside of me that exists 
Kids, if you're listening, earmuffs. It's literally like finding out Santa isn't real. Like, oh, karma doesn't exist. Bad people can succeed in spite of it. And yes, I know that that happens. But I would like to think that there would be some sort of retribution for this guy who not only did this to my community, but has just shit on so many people to get to where he is. I mean, he bought a ranch in Texas that was inhabited by a bunch of elderly people that were literally living out their twilight days on this ranch. And after he bought it, he kicked them out with no place to live and all of these old people some of them were killing themselves being like i have no home i have nowhere to go and their suicide notes they literally said stan Kroenke forced me to kill myself because i have nowhere to go to me if a guy like that is rewarded karmically by winning a super bowl i don't know what i believe in anymore whoa well the i mean the irony here maybe it's not irony but like so the Patriots are supposed to be the good guys in this scenario. I was just gonna say, Michelle, Midwest Michelle <laughs> know, with her morals over here. They're the, I mean, they are the worst. On, right, she's hopping on the most immoral uh, bandwagon per per everyone else's opinion around the league. Well, Carver's, you just Carver's it. dead. I mean, I, I don't know if it even ever existed, but it's definitely dead. Well, okay, so why? Because of Spygate? Because of cheating? Yeah, I, I, you know, and I, I just they are. You know they're not the good franchise in the league. They they do some shady stuff, certainly. And we tell the line. Yeah, and that's okay, but it doesn't like I, I don't I, I don't care. It's fine. It is what it is. But I wouldn't say like the the idea that the Patriots are somehow the good guys here is amazing. Yes, but in my scenario, they are because Robert Kraft was one of the first and only and vocal owners to say, "Hey, what you're trying to do, St. Louis, is wrong. You should not do that." So even though Spygate did exist, I still think the Rams shot themselves in the foot in that game and should have won despite Spygate. Um, so that's the way I'm rationalizing it in my brain right now: is, "Hey, the Rams should have won that game despite Spygate. It launched this unbelievable career of the greatest head coach and greatest quarterback this league has ever seen." Thank you. Uh, I mean, you know it's true, and that the owner was in our corner. So that's how I'm saying, "Hey, maybe they're not the evil empire, and the Rams certainly are." I yeah, I mean, I just karma. I've never we've done this. I've never been a believer in karma. Um, I think bad things happen to good people and really good things happen to bad people and there are no explanations for it. And I don't know if it ends and I don't think it evens out in the end. I think it just is what it is. I think people, um, you know, with morals, that's that's sort of how you know you can you can interpret karma in that way. People trying trying to do the good thing, but it doesn't always happen that way. And I think you're right. You're 100 percent right. If the Rams win this, like Stan Kroenke is a bad dude and that would suck. Um, but I don't think like you know there's I don't think he's gonna be smited or something <laughs> on Super Bowl Sunday. Yeah, he, he, lifts up, he lifts up the Lombardi Trophy and a lightning yeah. bolt hits it when he's yeah. on the stage. So, well, he's not gonna be lifting a Lombardi Trophy. Let's just get that out of the way. Yeah, Brady's you. winning his sixth. I mean, of course he is. He cannot be stopped. He's the goat. He is the goat. Yeah. Oh my God, this is just music to my ears right now. I love TB12. Yeah, me too. I like Brady. I just don't like the Pats. I like Brady. I like Belichick. I just don't. I think I, I don't like Pats fans. Yeah, I was just gonna oh, say. You, shut up. Exactly. Thank you for proving her point. I will say to my Patriot fan friends that are listening, my Boston fan friends that are listening, Michelle made the Spygate dig. Uh, I I decided to sit out on that. I'm not going to go down that road with her. It will derail the podcast, and I may lose my job. It's the only real fight Michelle and I ever got in. Was a Spygate argument in during Rosillo show in a control room. I was uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah, it's the only real fight we've ever been in. 
because you are literally beer bonging the Kool-Aid, Tom. If the tapes weren't so crucial and it didn't happen, why did they burn them? Again, I'm going to sit out of the argument. Okay, great. Let's do that. Um, but anyway, go Pats. I'm so Let's on the bandwagon. I am so fired up. Um, I honestly am so into the Pats this next week and a half. Steve, I might make avocado ice cream. <laughs> nice. I'm tweeting LFG. I am all aboard. But no lie, if the Rams somehow win, I'm going to have to go underground for a while. Like, I will have to delete <laughs> Twitter. I won't talk to anybody. After the NFC Championship game, I was in Breckenridge on uh, a ski trip with my girlfriends for a bachelorette party. And we were, I, I said to them when we got there on Friday, I said, you guys, <laughs> Sunday is my day. We have to go to a brewery. I've already set it up so that we can watch these games. And they were like, yeah, yeah, sure, whatever. We, we had a... You know, a tubing activity that day. We went skiing the day before. So they were like, yeah, that sounds great. It sounds so fun. So we're sitting there, and it was as the game got closer and closer, I got in- increasingly more upset and more anxious. And I thought to myself afterwards, I went to a creperie. I ate my feelings. And I, I just thought to myself, if they win the Super Bowl. Awesome. I mean, honestly, I wasn't that mad about creperie. it. Creperie. Yeah, I got, I got a Nutella peanut butter banana crepe, and life was good again. You are sneaky the most, like... You are the whitest girl ever. <laughs> you know what's so funny about it, that? It, I am. I, but you know what? I mean, I am, but I'm not. We were skiing in Breckenridge, and I said to my friends, I go, what is skiing? I mean, who was the idiot that was like, you know what sounds awesome? Let's strap some poles to my feet, and we'll barrel down this mountain. And everybody else was like, yeah, dope. That sounds great. Let's do it. Done. And then somebody else says, I'm going to one-up you and stick these blades on my feet, and I'm going to skate across this frozen pond. And everyone else mm-hmm. is like, yeah, sick. Let's call it hockey. Um <laughs> But yeah, I am. I mean, Steve, I'm white. I don't know what yeah, else to tell. I'm, I'm white. Mean, listen, I'm you're white, white too. too. Yeah, let's Come not on, act you, like same. You, you love J. Crew. You love to layer. I, I do mean, love to. I do love a good layer. I know fall is my favorite season. I, listen, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not judging. Bitch. I'm just pointing. I I am. I'm not. I'm not at all judging because I probably am the male version of you. Yeah, but, you are. Um. But it just needed to be pointed out. It's okay. When you use the word crepery, like I can't just right. let that slide. In yeah, that Bre- was in Breckenridge. Yeah, in Bre- yeah. I was skiing with my friends at a bachelorette in Breckenridge party. at a bachelorette party. And I was so and upset. I, I ate my crepery. feelings at a crepery. It just oozed privilege now. <laughs> oh, I know. Skiing is such a privileged thing. I mean, my God. I haven't skied since eighth grade. Skiing though, sucks. Yeah, I'm not a fan. Oh, I love it. It's so great. It's I love so skiing. cold. See, in Breck, it was great. It had just snowed the day that we got the day before we some got fresh there. Fresh pow. Yeah, you know, shred some pow, <laughs> shred some fresh pow pow. That's the douchiest sentence you can say. I know. Probably. Oh, yep. totally. And you know that you're not really shred some pow. You're not really a skier if you say I shred some pow. Um, but no, it was like mid 30s, sunny. It was glorious. It was great. Falling while skiing is incredibly painful and dangerous. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> so I'm out. You know, I've had some terrible ski moments. I could see that. Yep. Dude, when I was <laughs> yeah, trying you, to learn You seem to like ski, you've been on a blooper reel before. Oh, my. Dude, <laughs> the very first time I, you know, I do ski lessons, I'm like, I don't know, 11. And I'm like, all right, I'm ready to go. And I'm going down the bunny hill. I'm like, oh, my God, this is great. And, I, you know, I stick the poles in my armpits. I crouch. And I'm like, yeah. And then I'm getting towards the end. I'm like, oh, no, I forgot how to stop. Oh, no. Yep. Pizza, oh, no. pizza. So bad. I hit a shed. One of my skis flew off my foot, and then I and then and then I rolled down this little tiny hill into the lodge restaurant wall. Are you serious? Yeah, I like almost died. If someone was to be like, 
hey, this is some secret footage of like, you know, seven or eight year old Tom that was from America's <laughs> Funniest Home Videos. Like that would be the least surprising thing of all. I time. would pay ungodly amounts of money to see that footage. You look like a kid who was on America's Funniest Home Videos. <laughs> no, he probably sent it in himself. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Yeah. That was my dream as a child to send I could in see that. home movies, but my parents never would. But yeah, so I almost died skiing as a young lad. Not Damn. a big ski guy. Oh, so. skiing is great. It's no. such a, you feel like you have accomplished something fun. You're challenging yourself. But the best part about skiing is opera ski. When you get to chill at the end of the day and drink beers mm-hmm. with your I friends, casual, you're in layers. Everyone's a yeah. little sweaty. Mm. Everyone's a, wearing Patagonia. Yeah. Sweaters. North Face. Yeah. Fuzzy socks. <laughs> <laughs> We're you, showing our whiteness again. We've got our dry wick socks on. Oh, so okay. Get to ski skiing Fast is sneaky leisure. easy, actually. Yes, yeah, s- skiing's not difficult. It's sneaky easy. It's just like, it's you know, going down the hill is easy. Stopping's not that hard either. You do you either do the V if you're basic, or you you know you just turn to the side <laughs> and stop. Like, yeah, it's not that hard. Exactly. I also think that. The only thing that is difficult about skiing is the fear factor. I don't enjoy blacks because I'm too afraid. I'm a classic blues girl, and then I like to finish off with some greens. Start a little challenging, end up easier. Uh, I'm double black diamond. Like, let's of course go. you are, Steve. Yeah. But even if you're on a green, blue, whatever, double black diamond, whatever your vibe is, if you take your time, it's not difficult. It's just technique. Yeah, I mean, moguls are essentially just like going back and forth. It just gets nauseating after a while. But I can't yeah, imagine you on a double black diamond. Oh, I'm fine. I'm good. I I mean, I used to, like, middle school Steve was, like, season pass skier, and then I started playing real sports. And... <laughs> season, which which mountain? Yeah. Mount Vermont? Southington, dude. Come on. <laughs> but no, I mean, of course I've oh, been to, like. you skied in Connecticut? Well, yeah, I mean, that's where we went. I thought that's I was going where... to Vermont, Okay, to sh- Okay, let me explain. I have been to Stowe. I've been to several places. I've never skied on the West Coast, but I've been to Vermont a million different times. But the place that was closest to us that we would go to was Mount Southington. Where he lived, Southington. Where I live, yeah. It's it's more like Hill Southington. Um, <laughs> oh, so Double Black Diamonds, aka a hill. <laughs> well, no, the Double Black was difficult. I mean, I don't know. I, I it, it was it wasn't it wasn't harder than anything that I did in Vermont. I'll say, or it wasn't any easier than anything I did in Vermont. I just feel like it was it was nicer in Vermont. It's just like there's more in Vermont. Right. Anyway. Um, yes, that was awesome. I I enjoy yeah, like you said, the, the post skiing activities more than skiing. Like I like a good you know. Slip some clue and Bailey's and a coffee oh, or peppermint like, schnapps some, oh, and some hot oh chocolate. Work it in. That, the best. Yeah. We just skip the skiing part and, and, and go to the and go to the end. I'm I'm all in for that. Yeah, if I'm going on a ski trip, I'm hanging out at the lodge all day. I'll yeah, get the lodge, fire going. Fi- oh my god! I'm gonna be <laughs> set up a nice <laughs> charcuterie board for everyone. You okay, know? who's white now? Charcuterie <laughs> board. Yeah. I'm trying to fit the aesthetic here, guys. Some of uh, the girls that we were with, half of us skied, half of us did not, and the other group went snowshoeing. That sounds Th- terrible. That seems miserable. Yeah, they said it was really difficult Just because of the altitude. Yeah, I don't even know what that is. So you put on these <laughs> these big kind of foam boots and you walk through the snow. I'm hiking. Yeah, it's basically a hike with weird <laughs> shoes through snow. Okay, it's <laughs> terrible. They, they said it was really fun, though. They had a good time and it was really good scenery. And then the next day, obviously because I needed to watch the football games, I wanted to arrange an early morning activity. So we went tubing down a hill. See, I, I fucks heavily with that. It was so fun. <laughs> Except the yeah, guy at the top was like, oh, you guys want some extra speed? And we were like, yeah, get us some speed, bro. Like, whatever. And he flung us around in circles. That's a little terrifying to go Wait, down how, this I, massive hill in, in circles. He pushed you? I'm confused. So initially, yeah, he would come push us because the tubes are really big. But this time he took the rope that we lugged the, the tubes up the hill with and spun us around in circles and then flung us. I would throw like, up. Yeah, it wasn't Because I'd be great. drunk. 
Well, it was early in the morning. We weren't drunk. Yeah, you crushed some bloodies. We had some mimosas, but that was uh, the pri- the previous day. Not a Bloody Mary guy. Hmm, that's really? surprising to me. Yeah, me too. No, I hate it. Mimosa, oh yeah, of course, but not a, <laughs> not. A, I don't like I don't like tomato juice. Yeah. Okay, so to continue my whiteness after the Rams won, I came home and I have you guys seen the Sex in the City movie? No, of course not. <laughs> Wait, what do you mean? Of course not. You're married. What, does that mean I have to watch the Sex in the City movie? No, <laughs> I just I, would assume that Maddie would like Sex in the City and will like the movie and at some point been like, hey, this is an incredible series, Steve, and a great movie. Not, not the second one. The second one was terrible. No, I had, I dated, the, not even really date. I was with this girl in college that was like really into the Sex in the City movie and then I immediately was like, this isn't going to work out. <laughs> because of that? <laughs> yes. True wow. story. I just feel like I kind of knew you should all, check everything I need to know about her. <laughs> Knowing that, I will say I have a, a semi MILF crush on Sarah Jessica Parker. Yeah, she's okay. great. I'm into her. Now, in the movie, Carrie Bradshaw gets left at the altar by Big, her fiance. His name is Big? Well, yeah, Mr. Big. I knew that. Yeah, his name is right? really John, but they call him Mr. Big. Yeah. And um, afterwards, because he's a big financier, he's a Wall Street guy. Okay, it's not a sexual thing. No. But I get if you haven't seen the show. Sex in the city. Exactly. Yeah. I, I get how you could deduce that that's why he's called Mr. Big. Okay, but figured no. I'd check. But after she gets left at the altar, she's super depressed and bummed out. And she goes from blonde to dark. She dyes her hair dark because she says that she needs to put her head in the witness protection program. And that's literally what I did. I came home and I dyed my hair super dark. And I love it because people don't recognize me. Now when I'm out, my friends, people, even people at work or walk right past me. They don't even realize who I am. So it's great because I can avoid How dark all these are we talking? pretty dark. It's very different from the hair she had previously. Yeah. Your hair was dark, wasn't it? I, well, I, it was, no, no, it was blonde. It was balayage painted. It was light. Say what now? It was balayage. It's like another term for painting, <laughs> essentially. Um, Michelle's having her whitest podcast. This is the yeah, whitest I'm, podcast is, in America. Uh, <laughs> balayage, crepery. Oh, okay. Steve talked about how he loves skiing and layers and mimosas. <laughs> I know, but uh, you're don't love use. skiing. Do love layering. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. You don't love skiing. You love opera ski. That's also very white. But anyway, so yeah, I've, I've dyed my hair. I'm in the witness protection program, and it's great because I've been able to avoid these, ooh, how about the Rams conversations? But if they do win, I'm going to have to turn my phone off for a couple hours because after they advanced to the Super Bowl, of course I was getting blown up by everybody. Yeah, but I mean, then you're just going to get the text when you turn it on. <laughs> right, but only when I'm emotionally ready to, to cope. Okay. what Are you going to take the day off on Monday if they win? No. Like, she how better is that? not. You got to be on the show. <laughs> what do you guys talk about on Monday if they win? Like, is it is it just everyone just calling in in like a group therapy session? Kind of. We did voicemails this past Tuesday being like, hey, how do you feel about this? Are you bummed? Are you angry? Well, and I think this week was really different, too, because of the call. If they had kicked the Saints' ass and just absolutely looked like they deserved it, I think St. Louis would, of course, be sick to their stomach, but they'd be like, man, they are really good. But for them to sneak in... I mean, they still are like pretty good. Yeah, I mean, they're fine. Well, Steve, they're all mad because the NFL paid the refs to miss that call in the speed of the moment. I'm not making that claim. Adele literally called the ref in real time. (laughs) You know the Buffalo Wild Wings commercial where they hit the button at the bar? It was just like that. I'm not making that claim. I'm just not putting it past them. Okay, anyway, let's move on. You know what we haven't done in a while, and I think we should do, you guys, is some A-plus content. Mm. Into it. Steve, mm, not into it? Yeah, no, I am. I, I'm agreeing that we have not done it. Mm, okay, well, Steve, since you seem so enthusiastic, <laughs> why don't you go first? 
I literally am enthusiastic. <laughs> I want to talk about the Fire Festival doc, the one oh, on Netflix. Oh, I watched it today. This is great. Okay, I've only seen the one on Netflix. Same. So, uh, I have not seen okay. the Hulu. I, I haven't my seen buddy, either. Well, that's stupid. You should get on. Yeah, that. what are you doing? I'll, I'll, I'll abstain for for most of this conversation. Oh my god, can we? I have so many questions about Billy McFarlane and Jaw Rule. I can't wait to break this down with you. Yeah. All right. So my my buddy actually said that the he saw the 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 Hulu one and said he liked that one better because it kind of goes into more of like millennial scams. But the the Netflix one is really just about like the partying and how ridiculous Billy and Jaw Rule are. Yeah, the actual um, festival or lack yeah. thereof. I mean, I. Loved, I loved it. Obviously, I loved the doc, not necessarily the festival. Although the festival, in theory, I think is a good idea. Just everything went wrong for them. Well, like, they also they, didn't plan it. No, they <laughs> and they had no experience planning it, and they're like literally sending out like a, uh, well, I think it was an Instagram post the day of, saying like who's ready when yeah. nothing was ready. Like they didn't have anything. So and it was pouring down rain, and there they had FEMA tents with soaked mattresses. Yeah, but looked, they got they pushed out that social content. I got to tell you. It, it you know and and it's, it just goes back to the whole like you know if you get it's it's a brilliant business model to try to convince millennials like that they need something or that something is cool because this guy Billy had this other like venture beforehand what was it called it started with an M his magnesium. like credit card company magnesium so it was like this credit card company for wait is that right no I think it was magnesium no let me look it up yeah I think I'll it look was. it up right. since I didn't watch and I will I will interject. it's magnesis or something magnesis that's Magne- it. I think it's magnesium magnesis. I'm pretty sure is on the yes, periodic magnesis. table so because that to me was like that's a great idea like it's stupid but it's a great idea because so many millennials are just gonna be like oh I need the super exclusive cool card that I can make it's like it's like real metal and it's heavy and you put it down on a table and a girl's really impressed by it like that would that would work it's stupid but it would work so I was like all right this Billy guy is okay I get this he's you know he's an entrepreneur he's doing his thing and you know the fire thing the, I, the idea for fire was a good idea it was basically a place for people who were looking to book celebrities to be able to get in contact with them yeah that and, that was a good idea and they basically just tried to create this festival to 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 launch the brand and get everyone to know about their other business so they, it's not like they were just like trying to figure out okay let's do a bunch of festivals the festival was like a side thing and they just screwed it up so badly um, and I was like trying to think of like which one of my buddies would have fallen for this because I kind of remember it in real time, but I and I actually didn't think I was like none of my none of my really close friends I think would have been interested in going because it's basically the premise is like oh there's all these models you get your own villa like I think Blink One Eighty Two was playing and like it seemed kind of cool and the idea was all right but they just didn't literally didn't plan anything else they didn't have food they didn't have housing like like she, like she said it was like literally tents from like hurricanes that were yeah. left over tents, that they lived real. in and and it was just an absolute disaster but it was so awesome to watch and then obviously Michelle there's that one part where you know they were trying to get water and I won't spoil it for anybody <laughs> oh my but god it, I no, mean, we it, have the, to the, we have to spoiler <laughs> alert we have to talk I mean, about this it is the most absurd thing ever that what what Billy the guy who's like you know this you know I would say he's he's kind of douchey but he clearly has like a, an entrepreneurial, a good entrepreneurial sense. Like he knows kind of how to get people going. He knows how to build up kind of a brand. He didn't execute in the end, but he asked this guy. I don't even want to say it. it's so it's so brutal. I mean, he he, he, he they they needed water for the people, and I guess something fell through, and they wanted to talk to like the 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 place where they were at to, to to essentially get water for all the people that were coming to Fire Festival. Yeah, and he needed to you know persuade this guy to give them water. Yeah, so this guy, um, Andy, who was kind of Billy's right-hand man and had put on all these events for him, this older gay gentleman. Yeah, 
he asked him to do something. Uh, a sex this act. Is the, this is the second time that Whoa. I that fellatio has come up today. We, Will said it on the show today. Will he, said fellatio. He, on the he, show. he did. I know. And Bubba like, do we dump that? That's weird. It's um, like a scientific term, so basic, isn't it? Yeah. So basically, he was asked to perform fellatio on this dude because he was also gay to get water for the for wow. the people who were coming he to fire festival. Billy McFarlane, and he said yes. He he was going I, to do it. Billy McFarlane calls this guy Andy up and says, "Yo." You are the gay guy in the squad. Take one for the team. Wow. Perform fellatio. Get us the water. And the guy's response was, I went home. I changed. I brushed my teeth. And I was ready to do it. Is that squad goals? I was watching that documentary, and I was texting a friend who had also watched it. And I said, I don't have anything in my life that I would I would never be Andy. I'm not committed enough You're pretty to- loyal, though. No. Not that loyal. Not that loyal. <laughs> but the, just to see him on this documentary that he knows everyone in the world is going to watch about this failed festival, be like, I went home, I brushed my teeth, I was ready to go. He was ready to and do it. He was it. ready to do it. Unbelievable. I couldn't believe he admitted that, Steve. There's so many talking points about this documentary. It's absolutely insane that they were able to do this. I have two main questions for you. Okay. Number one, this guy, Billy McFarlane, everyone talks about how he's this unbelievable entrepreneur, how he is able to convince people to give them money, how he can swindle people. And obviously, based on his track record, that's an accurate statement. Billy McFarlane is this doughy, kind mm-hmm. of average-looking dude. And Honestly, somebody Michelle would probably be into. No. He's not attractive. <laughs> he's not attractive. He's not okay. attractive. He's got zero swag. I'm watching this thinking, is it the Ja Rule shine coming off onto Billy that allowed people— because. Even in the the promo video, he looks out of place. He looks like the hanger-on guy that doesn't deserve to be there. (laughs) So I cannot imagine that these people with all this money are like, oh, this guy, this poser, is going to ask me for all this money, and I'm going to say yes. But apparently he had the gift of gab and was able to convince them. They didn't really, you know— give any examples of how great he was as a salesman but clearly he i mean he got so many people to give him money and I then know. he lied about all of it but but did, don't got, you agree doesn't he seem like a like kind of a dork i mean what do you expect that guy to look like i don't like i don't know i think he looked kind of the way i would he because because the guys like that like they want to be in the cool social circle and and they're probably have been on the outskirts for their whole life so that's what motivates them to get there so i wasn't surprised that he kind of looked a little bit dorky you know I guess everybody else on the squad had a look about them and they seemed really cool and really together. And I could look and at. He, he was like a frat bro. Yeah, <laughs> but like not a cool one. He was like a tier two frat guy. Yeah. I don't know. I just, if I had he's millions. He's the guy that rushed to, ha- to make friends. No, he's the guy that rushed that somebody else went to another house and they said, man, we got to take Billy. We need to fill the spot. <laughs> you know, he can be a pledge or, or, for two yeah, years. Yeah, he's a legacy, right? Yeah, he's a le- Billy's a legacy. We got to let him in. Like for sure. <laughs> he just seems like such a hanger on type guy that if I had millions of dollars, I would look at him and say, I don't think he can pull this off. But I will say this, the Fire Festival promotional video oh. looks unbelievable. I can see how the video alone would make people want to drop that coin. It was but even so the well marketing, done. the marketing scheme like the the like the burnt orange thing and like the way that they went about it was actually amazing. So like smart. they they got so much hype from like and they hired all like the best people. So like obviously that's where you know they they were trying to put some of that money and they, it certainly worked. I mean, if it had if that's why I said it would be a cool idea if it somehow worked out. Like think about it, you're on this island. Well, it's funny because that ultimately what screwed him over was they they Pablo Escobar, whose island it was <laughs> they were supposed to be on in the first place, told them, don't tell anybody this is my island. And then what did they do next? They told everybody that it was Pablo Escobar's island. It was like in the promotional video. Like the first so, Pablo, 10 seconds. so Pablo's like, F all you guys. Like, I'm get out of here. You can't use my island anymore. Kicked him out. 
And that was that. And Billy apparently <laughs> never even paid him for the island in the first place. So this that's guy hilarious. is my hero. But that just shows he, you he, how psychotic and narcissistic this guy is. He's that insane. They say, I mean, do not say it's Pablo Escobar's island. And he's like, word. And then in the first 10 seconds of the video, it's like, come to Pablo Escobar's because island. Because that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> it is cool. cool but, but it literally screwed them. Like, And they were probably already screwed anyway. I think they were it, already screwed anyway. I mean, they didn't even have plumbing on that island <laughs> No, the no plumbing. And they said there's the one guy who was looking at the maps of the island said, there's no way you can fit this many people on this island. Okay, so question number two, now that we've kind of deep-dived on Billy. Why isn't Ja Rule in more trouble for this? Well, so he's been tweeting about this. Like, I didn't you know, because he thinks he's getting slandered, wrongly slandered for mm-hmm. this. I saw um, you on the tapes. I don't, I don't know. I mean... Because people like Ja, like I don't, I, I mean, I, how can they like Ja after he's high fiving Billy, calling themselves Magic Bird, saying that they're gonna do to festivals what Magic Johnson and Larry Bird did to the NBA? Yeah, no, he came <laughs> off a little bit weird, but he, you know, and so I think what's funny is after it had miserably failed, like they're on that conference call and he's talking about how like they're gonna fix this, and everyone's like, dude. Like, no, you're, the this guy is goes, not going to work just, out. We committed fraud. Our company committed fraud. And Job Rule goes, we did not commit fraud. I would say it's kind of false advertising, but yeah, not fraud. Yeah, maybe false advertising, but not fraud. And They're you're like, like oh, dude, Billy's been arrested gave, for fraud. Yeah. <laughs> you promised people villas, not FEMA tents. Like, literally, that's what happened. And I don't know. I, uh, it, it, but I... You're, I don't know why. I mean, maybe because, like, Billy's just easier to clown on because he looks the way he looks. And I don't know. And he was clearly, like, the the real, you know, he was the fundraiser and kind of the brains behind it. And Ja was kind of just, like, the celebrity face of it. But, I mean, and they talked about, like, the model. It's funny. Like, they brought all these models there, um, you know, to do the to do the shoot. And none of them really had any idea, like, what they were even supposed to do. No, they had was, no which director, I thought, Which nothing. I thought was also funny. Because they were like, oh, do we like? Are we supposed to like? What are we supposed to do? Look cool? Or do you have any any this this and that? And then they were just like, I don't know. I guess we're just gonna hang out and drink. They kind of just wanted to party. So they basically their promotional shoot was literally just them kind of partying. <laughs> that wasn't there was no direction to it. So they talked about how like the real you know fire festival was that first sort of initial shoot, and then everybody else who actually paid for it didn't really get what you know what they were sold. Yeah. But like you kind of have to be. I don't know. Like th- there were a lot of warning signs along the way for some of these people that paid that this th- that this thing wasn't going to be all right. Well, they you know? have no way to reach anyone at the festival. They were literally DMing them on social media, being like, "Where do I fly in? I haven't gotten any confirmation. What's the They're deal?" Like days out. And to me, if I, if the three of us were going and I couldn't get a hold of anybody there, and then their only response is, "Hey, give us three grand and put it on a credit card bracelet." Oh, that was the best scheme of them all. I know. Yeah. Okay, we need more money. Let's just yeah. That are so desperate Uh, to go to this festival and get some social media clout and coverage that they are not only going to pay this much to go, but then when they can't get any logistical information, are going to say, "Okay, yeah, I'll fork over another three grand for you." I know two people that were there. No. Yep. And uh, let's do some live producing here. Maybe we have him on in the next few weeks. We can interview him and ask him what we think. Wait were you a thinking. second. Wait. What? I know two ha- people that were How there. have you held this in while Steve and I diagnosed this entire doc? Because you were diagnosing the entire doc. Go on. <laughs> Who are these people? Oh How God. do you know them? I went to college with them. They are two attractive uh, young females. They are, uh, I don't know that they have a ton of Instagram followers, but I guess I guess I can look it up right now to see how many they have. But, you know, they're kind of into the social game type of thing. Yeah, like you said, Serena, they're trying to kind of like be insta-famous, I think. I mean, I, I don't want to speak for them. Um, but yeah, they're the type of girls that you would imagine would be at a festival like this. Let's see. This girl has 3,200 followers and this one has... Mm. She has uh, only 700. But they're they're wow. like LA girls. They have money. You know, they, they, they are the type of girls they that kind money. of fly should... around and do these types of things. 
And I, I remember. The, I want to know if they ate the cheese sandwich. Yeah, did they? So were they I, posting so about this? I'm not. I, I'm not that close with them. They were. They were girls that were kind of like in the friend group. You know what I mean? But I wasn't like super tight with them. But I will say, I remember while the fire festival thing was going on, they were posting like, like what the hell's going on? Wow. Like this is this is insane. So they blah, blah, actually blah. went there. They were there. Wow. Yeah. So maybe uh, I can reach out and be like, Yo, you want to come on small talk and yeah. I'll watch the doc by then, and yeah, we can kind of talk doc. about it. We should do that. That'd be awesome. Yeah. All right. Live yeah. producing. Hopefully, they they're not offended by what I just said about them. Uh, but yeah, I can edit it out. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I mean, both these girls are smokes. I know a lot of people are making fun of millennials after this, saying, "Oh, is that really how dumb you guys are? That <laughs> because you saw one video on social media that you thought that you would fly out here and it would be this great thing." But look at all the other festivals that people go to. I could mm-hmm. see after watching that video how you could easily say, "Hey, this is going to be so sick. Let's go on this trip. It's going to be awesome." After well, seeing the whole thing, I think they should have been a little bit smarter because there were red flags them everywhere. everywhere. Yep. Um, you can't get a whole of anybody there and you don't even know where to fly into that's kind of a red flag Pablo Escobar's island well, baby it was it was in the I believe this was in the doc they were talking about like other sort of millennial businesses that try to like you know essentially scam out money it's not scam but like take advantage of them there was the one where it was like in Russia people paid thousands of dollars to literally have a photo shoot in a plane like on in a, a private, private jet <laughs> yeah. and you're just like what are we doing right yeah, now? Yeah, just, like, just to post on social media. You rent out a jet, you take the photos, and you never even leave the tarmac. <laughs> yep, you're just there. Yep, And, and it's and, a and thriving business. That's like the episode of Atlanta where they all take the picture with the cutout of Drake that looks super uh, that looks super realistic. I don't know if you guys watch the show. No, but I, I want to. Uh, but yeah, I mean, everybody on social media is portraying that their life is great, that their life is perfect. You know, I'm not going to post a selfie of me housing a crepe being like, man, I'm really <laughs> pissed the Rams well, how about my the feelings. Part? Good content. Though. It would be good content. But, but then you know, obviously, when people realized like shit was hitting the fan, like it was, you know, it went back to like primal instinct. Like people were peeing on mattresses <laughs> to claim them. Like, like yeah, like, fighting each I other. Mean, we really well, then, need to get one of these girls on to talk about that. Well, what I thought was amazing about it is that. Even days leading up to this disaster that everybody around in this operation knew was going to go down, one guy sent an email to Billy McFarlane, the guy, the mastermind behind this, saying, you have to cancel this now. There's absolutely no way we can pull this off. You're worried about bad optics if we cancel. But imagine the optics if people show up and we can't house them and there's no music and there's no food. <laughs> and his their response, the team's response to this guy was basically like, well, they're going to see your smiling face when they're doing yoga, so it'll be great. I mean, they were that delusional thinking that this was all going to somehow fall into place. So, again, while there were red flags, if you're a person that was going and this guy's able to convince all these people around him, somehow we're going to pull this off. I could see how you could be duped by the marketing and the social media thinking, yeah, it's going to be okay. But they were all so messed up. I mean, they were like partying and drunk and and wasted this whole time. No wonder it didn't get done. (laughs) Yeah, they partied at that like poor woman's place forever that didn't get paid. This sounds so fun. Yeah, that was really sad at the end of all the Bahamian people that pitched in to help that were supposed to get paid that didn't. And I mean, I know that there's been a GoFundMe for the one woman yep. who um, fed all the workers. Well, yeah, I guess fuck Jerry is in like a ton of in the in the in the I believe the Hulu one. They like really go in on fuck Jerry because they are like this guy was also kind of a fraud. And because I think he produced part of the one on Netflix and didn't have anything to do with the Hulu one. So they really told the story of like kind of how he was false advertising in this oh, whole wow. thing. Oh, wow. 
And I know on Fuck Jerry's page, he does have, you know, he is, he did set up a GoFundMe for that woman, which was great because, like, people did get screwed over. Like, it was absurd. And, like, it, that's why it was fraud. Like, the guy committed fraud. He's Fuck a, Jerry. You know. But, I mean, and then, I mean, I'll, I'll say this because we spoiled a lot of things, but at least at the end, Michelle, like, what he does when he's basically, like, um, out on probate, not on probation, what was it? He was bail. out on bail. What he does when he was out on bail for a, like a few days is 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 just absolutely insane. So we'll leave that at least up to people's imaginations. Yeah, definitely. go check it out. Also, one more thing: this tells you how insane these people are. They rented these private planes to go back and forth from the Bahamas, and the one guy that they're interviewing was like, "Yeah, I've never. I just recently learned how to fly from a Microsoft simulator." <laughs> no, and that way. was yes. but he was like. He was like the smartest guy. Yeah, though. he was. He was the one saying, "Hey, the plumbing is this. You can't house this many people." And then they fired him. Yeah, but as he's laying out these maps, Billy is wasted and like spills beer all over it, and is <laughs> yeah. like, "Yeah, it'll be fine. It'll be great." Unbelievable. Okay, so Fire Festival Netflix doc A plus content. Tom, what do Definitely. you have? Okay, uh, mine will be a little bit shorter. Uh, I saw a documentary this week that I thoroughly enjoyed, and I had been. Uh, clamoring to see it's kind of been uh one of those movies that they're they're doing limited releases you know uh it was out i think only one day around christmas and then they re-released it on martin luther king day it's the documentary they shall not grow old the peter jackson documentary saruti i feel like you would be into it with peter jackson Um, lord of the rings i love peter jackson yes but i have not seen it so the documentary is about uh world war one soldiers from england Uh, fighting on the western front of France. Uh, He took over 100 hours of footage from the Imperial War Museum, and he completely remastered it to look like real-time today footage. And it's just a beautiful piece of film, and I loved it. And I saw I went by myself, and I thoroughly enjoyed, and I cried, and I, I had a moment, and it's just beautiful. And if you guys can see it, you should go see it. So Peter Jackson, They Shall Not Grow Old, Beautiful documentary. That I don't want to spoil like anything. Everything I'd be interested in. Dude, yeah. it's Thank unbelievably you. good. Uh, it, 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 I, I don't want to get too deep on it, but it's just, it's, a, it, it just, it personifies like the early 1900 innocence that people had before mass media, mm-hmm. and like people were just like, oh, war propaganda. I should join the the war, I, I, the army, and then they did, and they and they have no regrets about it, and they just, they had a terrible existence. They're living in mud and the cold, and it's. Uh, Dude, I, World War One is not one of those wars that we t- that gets a lot of shine. I guess is a weird way to put it, but like you know, it, it's one of those things that we don't talk about a lot just because it happened so long ago. But dude, yeah, the World condi- War Two is way more juicy. Yeah, yeah, it's got it's got way more hype. Uh, but World War One, man, those those guys because it was it was in such a w- weird time period in between, kind of like m- the modern day, if that makes sense, and and the previous era. You know, they, they were still, you know, carrying around bayonets and stuff. But, like, I don't know. It's it, it was fascinating and incredibly good. And if you guys have the chance to see it, go see it. Very, very, very good. And, and Saruti, I know you love Peter Jackson, so you'd love yeah, it. Yeah, Peter Jackson, history, you know, war. Like, I'm in. Like, yeah, I'm, it's I'm incredible. very much in. It should win the Oscar for best doc, in my opinion. But A-plus okay. content. That's me. A-plus content. Had myself a nice moment on MLK Day watching that by myself in uh, some nice. random town in Missouri that was showing it. <laughs> random town in Missouri. Yeah, that sounds like because I live in Missouri, guys. Is it weird that I also have a docu series as my A plus content? Let's go. You guys were all sympathetic this week. I just completed the six part doc series called Surviving R Kelly. Oh. 
and I'm sure you guys have heard about this. Mm-hmm. It was really well done. It's A-plus content. I couldn't stop watching it, mostly out of horror and sheer disbelief that this has been allowed to go on as long as it has, especially in the wake of the Me Too movement, how at the beginning of this, there's this guy who has been arrested and indicted and all these rumors have surrounded him, and it took this documentary, really, for a lot of people to say, oh, let's mute R. Kelly, let's cancel him. When we've known about this behavior for literally I decades, say, I mean, I he, say, like, he married Aaliyah illegally when she was like 14 or 15 years old. He yeah. forged documents so he could marry her. And he that was, was a, that's what I was confused about. I was like, older. okay, because I, I would like, I, I want to see it. I haven't seen it yet, but like, I, yeah, I feel like I knew all this stuff. And, and it, you know, oftentimes it doesn't really become a big deal or mainstream or things don't change until like a, like a, a doc or something comes out about it and everyone starts talking about it. But, you know, why, like, I guess, why did it, why did they do this now? I think that it's kind of been in the works for a while. Uh, they've interviewed, that, that's the one thing that I think really makes it A-plus content, is they were able to get so many survivors, including mm-hmm. his ex-wife. They were able to get people that had worked with him and for him to talk about this and openly and with candor discuss the behavior that they witnessed. And I think to do that, to make a, docu- a documentary series like this where the content and the subject matter is so severe. Mm. I mean, you know when you put this out that it is going to cause a massive ripple effect in a lot of people's lives. And to get that many individuals to come forward and talk and share their stories, A, tells you it's a really good docuseries, and B, how many people that he impacted that could even come be around to come forward. I mean, it's just awful. Basically, to give a little bit of context and background, R. Kelly, uh, who is a very popular R&B singer. I'm sure most people know who Remix he is. Remix to Ignition, Hot and Fresh Out the Kitchen. I mean, so many songs. I wish. I Believe pop- I Can Fly. I say most popular songs, I Believe I Can Fly. But basically, as an adult male, he is into young women, ranging anywhere from 14 to about 19 years old. And even as early as his mid to late 20s, before he was really on the map, when he was kind of coming up in Chicago, he would in his car, drive to the high school and loiter outside the high school and call girls over and say, hey, I'm a, I'm an artist. You know, do you want to be my videos, et cetera, et cetera, and would lure them in. And as this docuseries progresses, it goes from him fetishizing young girls and having sex with them to literally making them his prisoners in his home. Jesus. I know. And there's talks of, of a sex cult. And, you know, I think, too, it opens up this big dialogue about blaming the victim because a lot of people are saying, well, that's on these girls. They should know better, especially with all the rumors out there about him. But they really talk in the doc about this Stockholm syndrome almost that these girls deal with and how he manipulated their minds and how he would be great to them and take care of them and they would say oh he's different and that he would test them in little ways and it would slowly progress this abuse whether it was mental abuse or verbal abuse and then it was physical abuse and then to the point where they're locked up in his house and they can't get out and he's starving them and they haven't eaten for days and he's making them do all these horrific things in the house And they're like, how did I get here? How is this my life? Some of them are really brainwashed, and it's really awful. I don't want to say watch it because it's certainly not Tom's beautiful piece of film or the Fire Festival doc, but I do think it's an important conversation to have. Yeah, I think it's important to watch stuff like that because, like, these assholes shouldn't be continued to get our money Like When I stream his song, he's getting some sort of compensation for that. And, like, hey, if this dude is, like, you know, 
having sex with 14-year-olds, I don't necessarily want to put a dollar in his pocket. The girl on the sex tape, remember the infamous R. Kelly sex yeah. tape where he was peeing on a girl? She was 14 years old. Yeah, it's just... I mean, come on. And, and like... You know, it's not something that I guess was really, it was like joked about almost before this documentary. She was like, oh, ha ha, R. Kelly peeing on people. Like, oh, R. Kelly. Well, because of the Dave Chappelle skit. Right. And, 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 but like, it's, that's shitty, man. And like, I am going to watch the series. It's, it's in the queue. But, uh, yeah, I, I think it's important for people to watch stuff like that because we don't want to reward these fuckers. No. And, um, obviously, R. Kelly's a monster and he needs some, to be punished for what he's done. But what really got me was how many people around him knew about this and did nothing. Whether it was the bodyguards that would go out and get these girls and bring them back or other people that worked for him that would make sure the girls didn't have access to phones and couldn't reach out to their parents or when background dancers or background singers were made aware of this and they would go to people at the labels and say, this is a problem. You need to do something about this. They would be like, how many albums did he sell? Like I don't care, right? Enablers. I mean, yeah. this is a me. This is a larger Me Too conversation. But enablers are just as big a problem as the predators in these scenarios. Of course, but I'm I'm sitting here thinking, how are these people going to be held accountable for their actions? And they won't, and and how they're complicit in this, and how many lives that they've assisted in ruining. They won't, and they won't, and that's. You know, R. Kelly's going to have his judgment day. It's coming. I mean, if you've read anything after this, there's all these investigations into them. He's going down for sure. I don't say what's like the next step, like what happens to him. The latest I read, I think, is that they're investigating him because he's already been to court for mm-hmm. a lot of this stuff and he's gotten away with it. So it's kind of like double jeopardy in, in some scenarios, but with all these other women that have now come forward and said, hey, he's abused me. He did this. He did that. I was underage when this happened. It's just it's, it's- so messed up. It's so funny, too, because I was, like, driving around and, you know, one of his songs came on the other day and I was like, oh, man, like, what are they doing playing the song right now? And I haven't, even seen, I haven't even seen the doc. And I'm like, I know, like, what, I wonder if, like, they his his music just gets kind of wiped off the face of the earth. And yeah. I'm, I'm, Certain it, radio stations have said we won't play it. It's part of this larger yeah. R. Kelly movement. It's kind of what happened, you know, like, Cosby Show's not in reruns anymore. Like, this this happens. And, and I think that's a really good good idea for for media organizations to do so i applaud them for for doing it but it's too bad that it took this documentary for all of us to realize like oh yeah this is fucked up that we still you know jam out to remix to ignition at at every party i've ever had it's literally on maybe every playlist i've ever made well and they were talking too about how so many of his songs were rooted in black culture like step in the name of love was a song that was played at every wedding and things like that and so a lot it was very a, a familial communal type thing where well r kelly's songs are such a threat of my life yeah i don't want to mute r kelly this this song was played at my wedding i believe i can fly it was a motivational song that we sing at church things like that but I just think in th- this new era and this dawn of the day, it doesn't matter what you've done. I don't care if you're R. Kelly and I want to play Ignition Remix or if it's Kevin Spacey and, I, you know, I love House of House Cards, of Cards yeah. or whatever. People are just like, I don't want to support you or be associated with you. And I'm completely okay with that. Me too. Mm-hmm. More people need to uh, 
to take that same notion too. Okay, well that got serious real quick. Yeah, wow. Let's uh let's transition real quick. Oh, uh, I have something that I want to bring up. Let's do it. So, I don't know if you guys saw my Instagram story. I uh was cleaning out my closet. I did the Marie Kondo method, which is also another super privilegy white thing that I've done. <laughs> I don't even know what that is. Yeah. So, Marie Kondo, she wrote this thing, the magic art of of cleaning up and then this other thing spark joy where she encourages people to really gut their closets and their lives and just get rid of the clutter and live a more minimalistic, simplistic life. That's what I did when I moved to St. Louis. Yeah, I mean, it's great. I have a buddy who's like a minimalist and you're like, all right, dude. (laughs) I mean, I'm not going to live with one bowl, but I've certainly realized that I'm living in excess and most people in America are. Um, There's some who are not, though, and the, the show has brought a lot of conversations about privilege, whatever. Let's not go down that path. Anyway, so I was Marie Kondoing my drawers and realized I have... 11 D million, Rosillo and Canal, Ryan Rosillo. Oh, yes. Will yes. Kane shirts. I have so much ESPN swag out there. And then I literally put it in a bag to give away. And I thought this was coming off the the high numbers that we saw about the Rosillo podcast and how many people were so into that show and our vibe. I thought, you know, maybe I'll give them away. Maybe somebody would want them. So I posted on my Insta story like, hey, whatever. If you want this, let me know. Within three minutes, I had over 100 responses. <laughs> And I people was love sh- free swag. People love free swag, but I was shocked. Pe- one guy DM'd me and he was like, I will pay shipping to Australia. <laughs> I'm obsessed with Rosillo. I need the shirt. Jesus. I know. And so then I said, okay, well, if you really want this, I'm going to put you to work. Head over to Apple Podcasts, subscribe, rate, leave a review for Small Talk, and I'll send it to you. And I want to read you guys a few of the of the best ones that I'm going to send swag to. Yeah, I, I love it. One guy one guy reached out to me individually and was like, hey, man, like I, I know you have the in with Michelle. <laughs> Like, Herb, yeah, Herb Michelle's giving out some gear. Yeah. <laughs> so I know. I felt so badly because I thought it would be maybe one dude who said, Yeah, I want that. I don't know. So now I feel badly because I can't all these people that want it, I can't give them all swag. Are you gonna start sending it out? Well, Have you already? What what's the deal? So on my flight home, I started going through the reviews and picking up some of my favorites. Okay. Let's so, hear them. Let's hear some of these. Oh boy. All right. Okay. This is from J Ward two three oh six. Banter is great. PSP crew makes the, I don't know, it got cut off. Five stars. One of the funniest pods to listen to on my way home from work, the banter between the post-show pod crew is great. At their best when they aren't trying, no offense, best when Smallman and Freeze Pops gang up on Saruti. Saruti, you're a cat guy, just admit it. Oh, God. <laughs> that guy doesn't get a T-shirt. I, I feel like he hasn't really <laughs> listened to a lot of the podcasts because I'm the one that gets ganged up on here, guy. Not not Saruti. Well, Sometimes. I feel like I get ganged up on no, sometimes. No, I'm the victim here. You are definitely sometimes <laughs> ganged up on, rightfully so. Yeah, I mean, um, but like I definitely, when you said the wire was underrated. Uh, that oh, isn't that exactly was, what I said, but okay. That was worst yep. take 28. Let's take it out of context. Come on, what did you say then? Doesn't matter. I'd have to go back and look at the audio. Don't put me on the spot. Oh, like okay, that. great. <laughs> so next one, Jay Davis, 2791. Great pod, five stars. I started listening to the pod after the Rosello interview as most of you listening did. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. That was a great pod. You all and Rosillo are at your best when you're off script. I've been listening ever since. Also, if you rate Saruti's Instagram game as basic, how would you rate Rosillo's? Finally, if you could set Rosillo up with any huh. woman, who would it be? I imagine Man. you have some inside knowledge since you worked with him and acted as Marie Kondo from that Tidy series on Netflix for Rosillo's place in Hartford. So which one do we want to attack there first? Is Instagram or, or who his lady should be? I don't know, but the fact that someone thought that deeply about about this, I, I will say his Instagram. Yeah, that's a good. That's a that's t-shirt worthy comment. Yeah. But I will say his Instagram. We have had this discussion: is it real or is it fake? 
you know, he likes to say that it's fake and he's mocking sort of the <laughs> fire festival culture of people. Because, I mean, I remember one time, I was actually going to tell this story. I remember one time, when the one time that I've ever flown, flown private in my life was coming back from LSU. These guys, just we kind of met them. And they're like, hey, we got a couple extra seats. And Ryan wanted me to take a picture of him walking up the steps of the private plane so he can just do like a cool sarcastic caption. And I was like, I don't know, man. I think you just want to, you know, post a picture of you on a private plane. Like, I'm pretty right, sure that's what right. that is. I took the picture. I didn't ask any questions. But in the back of my mind, I was like, eh, you know, I think you kind of wanted this to be like, look at me flying, flying private. <laughs> of What's course. Up? I'll What's never up? forget that post, though, because it's the funniest one. He said, just because you're flying private doesn't mean keep it a secret. <laughs> yeah. I told him, I go, that's your best one. You're that's never going to top yeah. that. You should just it's retire pretty, after that one. Uh, no, but I told him the same one. thing. I go, you're posting shirtless <laughs> photos saying, oh, no shoes, no shirt, yes, service or whatever. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, really, it's because you think you look ripped. Right, because he's hot. You're not going to post a, to a shirtless oh. selfie if you think you look dumpy. <laughs> We can make this argument with him all day long. <laughs> there's the one, yeah. So there's the, the second most recent one is a picture of him in his like you know it's kind of like a blazer jacket type <laughs> deal. It's black and white. He's looking off to the side, and just the caption is mood hashtag pictures hashtag outside. <laughs> <laughs> Which is good. The ones he does with Bushman too are great. Like his best nine, he posts nine pictures of Bushman. Yeah, that's funny. Uh, but I don't know. I think they're, you know, so I, I, listen, I've admitted that my, my Instagram game is not good. I don't even care because I don't. I just, no, I think I, it's I good know. because it's a lot of pictures of you being sweet to your wife. It's mostly dogs and, yeah, when Maddie tells me to post pictures of her. No, I'm just kidding. But it's, <laughs> it is mostly my dog, so that's fine. I guess that's what most people's are. But, you know, I don't know. I don't, I don't really care. I but feel like you've I, stepped up your game a little bit on Instagram over the last few months. Uh, Granted, I've only been following you since what was it I last summer? <laughs> I like my last picture. It was in, it was New Year's Eve, uh, but other than that, not that great. I don't post stories because I don't really care. Um, yeah, I'm pretty terrible. I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> okay, two more. A loyal evening show listener. Wait, we're not going to answer the we're not going to answer oh, the second half of that question. What was it? Something about was, a girl who's the best yeah, woman for Ryan. Who would you hook Ryan up with? Oh, really? Mm. Well, Emma Stone's his girl. No, that's I yeah. That let me text her. Van Pelt. <laughs> She's hot. All right. Emma Stone it is. Um, she seems cool. She's also super famous, and that would propel his pod to even higher lengths, <laughs> and that would benefit Saruti, so why not? Yeah. I'm all in. And Could, by the transitive property, it would help this podcast. Totally. Who else? I mean, I don't know. Who would be hilarious to to pair him up with? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to say anybody realistic. <laughs> well, I'm thinking strictly celebrities about elevating cachet here, right? What do you think about him... And uh, we were talking about her earlier, Anne Hathaway. She's married. Oh, bummer. And I know friends that hung out with her in the Hamptons. And mm. You're so white. They call, <laughs> they call her Annie. They were, My sister's named Annie. Yeah. They said she was that's, fine. That's a good nickname. Come on. But they said she's very... Oh, speaking of Anne Hathaway, this is something I wanted to bring up with you guys. And we didn't have time, so we'll just we'll quickly deviate this. Anne Hathaway, I read this article... She went out and party with Matthew McConaughey and his wife so hard, and she was so hungover that she vowed to never drink, not only for the next month, year, for the next 18 years. She's <laughs> like, I'm not drinking again until my son is of age, because I was really hungover taking him to school, and I had a meeting hungover, and it was really bad. McConaughey definitely drinks a lot, so I could see that. Ha- I mean, I don't, I'm just, I'm assuming McConaughey drinks a lot. Not in like a gets drunk way, like he can just handle his liquor in like that kind of way. Like he drinks probably a ton and is fine. 
See, I feel like he is the guy that's so fun at the beginning. You're like, oh, we're going out with McConaughey. It's going to be sick. You guys are ripping shots. You're drinking beers. You're playing the bongos. It's a really great time. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, it's Jekyll and Hyde, and you're like, oh, he's sloppy. He's no, spilling all over himself. No he's got no some swag. I, I got to pa- get him in the Uber and take him home. No. If anything, he would annoy. In the bar. I could, if anything, I would. he would annoy me because he would like start having all these philosophical conversations, and he'd be really smart yeah and i like mcconaughey so I'm, I'm saying this like almost out of jealousy but like he he would just like you know everyone would like just be around huddle around him and like he'd be telling these stories he probably has some sort of talent that nobody knows about that he whips out like i don't i i, I could see him being like all right mcconaughey like we've had enough like we get it you're <laughs> yeah, awesome like, like put like, away you're, your you're harmonica cool. dude we yeah, get it like you think, you're cool you think like, he just well, starts doing one of those car commercials at like four in the morning when everyone's like yeah, 12 I drinks could, deep Yes, like he starts doing voices and all the girls are into him, obviously. And it's just like, all right, dude, like we get it. Like you're just sucking in all the sucking all the oxygen out of this out of this party. I just I don't believe happening. Anne Hathaway. She's not gonna not drink for 18 years. Yeah, I believe Anne Hathaway. Why not? 18 years. That's a long know. ass time, man. Yeah, you're not gonna work in some wine now and again, Anne. Come I don't on. believe you. Long oh, days on the set. Pretty serious. I don't know. I mean, you know. But how messed up did you have to be to vow? I'm not drinking for 18 years. Like that was a humdinger. I'd like to see that hangover. I would not ever want to see that hangover. Okay, yeah, what but do you that even drink. That begs the question then what celebrity instead of asking what celebrity should we hook Ryan up with, let's ask what celebrity would you want to party with? Probably mm-hmm. Joan Hall. I could see that. I could see um, you two throwing back some craft beers and being like, "Should we go on a hike?" I actually don't like craft beers, but Ah. Uh, I know it's that's I know, but I, I could see us getting along. He doesn't seem like the kind of guy that would suck the energy out of a room, even though like he is really good looking. He seems fun. I like all of his movies. I've met I've actually met him. Brag alert! What's up? Uh, <laughs> Must be nice. We're BFFs now. Uh, I met him for a few minutes. We we talked for like five ten minutes. He's a really cool dude. So I could totally see that happening. Um, I'm trying to think of who else would be cool. Guy Fieri. No. You wouldn't want to just, just like hang out with him and just every two seconds. <laughs> and he wears See, flame shirts. Yeah, hell yeah. yeah. No, 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 no. Yeah. Just eat food with him and just have a grand I mean, old I would, time. I would want to eat food, but yeah. I don't know. I feel like he'd be just so extra. Like he would just say things, and or he'd be the opposite. He'd be like kind of a bummer. I don't know. No, I think he'd be the man. He'd have great stories. He's tight with the Warriors. Like him and Steph Curry hang out. I'm sure that he has some great stories. Uh, no, nah, I'm all in on Guy Fieri. I mean, Guy Fieri is, I think I've said it in the pod before, he is my dream to be him one day. I mean, he has the best job in America. Uh, so why not try and hang out with him and you know, pick his brain? I'd love to do that. Or just different. Drink some vino. I don't think Guy Fieri drinks vino. He seems uh, I think like he's a, fi- a big, I think he's a big vino guy. guy. He seems like a fireball guy. I don't know what kind of guy he is. Honestly, I would be like, I would be surprised if anything. If I had to guess, if I had to put money down, I would say he's either strictly fireball or he's bud heavy. Strictly fireball. He's not a bud heavy guy. No way. I don't know that hair. Guys, he's really like, rich. He definitely drinks really nice wine. It's because you're rich. I, I, yeah, wine. he definitely drinks n- nice wine. I can't see him being like a Scotch whiskey guy. Um, I could just see him being like, know. "Give me the fireball bottle. Let's get after it." <laughs> That was my Guy Fieri voice. <laughs> that was one of the worst impressions I've ever heard. <laughs> that was, I don't even, yeah, I didn't even know that I was an impression. I didn't know that was an impression, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I thought you were just making a statement. Well, I don't know. Wow. How do you think Guy Fieri, like, hey guys, let's drink Fireball. Like, I don't know what he sounds like. 
I don't I don't subscribe yeah. to Guy Fieri. Why don't you watch some Triple D and then yeah. give me a criticism of hanging out with uh, Guy, okay? He would make some corny dad joke about totally. Fireball. And, yeah, I don't know. And then, like, you know, he'd do the elbow nudge to you, you know, like the like dads Sloppy do. on your back. Hell yeah. yeah he would. Uh, so, no, he would not be somebody that Guy's I Guy's my pick. All right. Uh, if you want to die on that hill, go <laughs> ahead. You know who I would love to party with is Charles Barkley. I can see that. Yeah, I could see that. Do you like the he gamble? seems like a great dude. Everybody that has partied with him has an epic story about how he, fun but, he is, how funny he is. Charles Barkley is also such a visible guy. He's going to get you access to anywhere you want to go. And, like, everybody seems to love him. Lo- if you're friends with him, everybody loves him. They have, they're have ride-or-die Chuck fans. So I think it would be a really good time. Either that or someone just so super famous like Drake. Yeah, just to see what it's like. Just be like, hey, I kinda, gas I up love the PJ. Drake. You know, so Rudy got to ride on the private jet. Come on, Drake. Let's go to the six. <laughs> I love Drake, but I could see him being a terrible person to go out to party with. I don't know. Why? You walk into the club, you get whatever you want. No, that's not that's not it. I'm talking about like an ex- like like, you know, not more of an intimate type setting, and I think he would kind of be boring. I don't know. He, he, so? he de- no pun intended, he'd be in his feelings too oh, much for me. Pun accepted. <laughs> yeah, I I don't know. I I can't see that. What about like Cardi B? I don't know. Out, she, done with that. Why? Ah, she, I, I, she just her voice goes right through me, man. You know what? I would say yes, but she got in that fight with Nicki Minaj at the Met Gala, and she ripped off her shoes and she was throwing shoes and she was just you yeah, know, she's a wild card. Yeah, I, I, she I was like in, that. you know in court because of a strip club fight, a different fight. I mean, I just know that I'm a weakling. I cannot protect <laughs> myself, let alone protect Cardi. So if we throw down, I'm dead. Like, I'm for sure dead. Someone's <laughs> going to beat me to death. So that's why I'm not going to pick Cardi B, but she's that's hilarious. Fair. She has a great personality and I think would be a great time to hang out with, but only until like midnight. Once the clock strikes 12, I'm bailing. I'm not going to afties with Cardi B. <laughs> that's fair. That is fair. I'd love to hang out with Stephen Colbert, but that's just because I really like him. That's it. As like as him, like in the act of him or him. No, I, I, well, he's both. actually a sneaky big Lord of the Rings fan. What's up? Yeah, he's, he's kind of it's not. It's not sneaky. He talks about it on a show all the time. No, I love no, his sorry. old show and I, I love his new show. And I just would love to have a conversation with the dude. I think he's brilliant and really funny. So yeah, Colbert, Colbert, and Guy Fieri at a dinner table, and me, Dream Pod. <laughs> All right. Mm-hmm. Booting Steve and I out, the new small talk. Yeah. Yep. I'm going to go ahead and pass on that dinner. <laughs> How pisses is Colbert at that dinner <laughs> that he's there with you and Guy Fieri? <laughs> Yeah, one of, two of these things are not like the other. <laughs> Colbert's like, how did I get roped into this one? <laughs> okay, last review before we wrap this up. It was from Loyal Evening Show listener. Subject line, Saruti, five stars. He Whoa. says, Saruti walked right past me at a Yard Goats game, and I didn't say what's up or yell, go magic. <laughs> For not ruining his afternoon, I deserve some swag, right? Yes. Wait, I vaguely remember that. Oh, well, how well, do you he, remember it? Because yeah. he said he didn't he say didn't anything. Say oh, I thought, I thought, no, I thought he did say go magic. No, he said, I didn't say what's up or yell go magic. Oh, he should have yelled go magic. I that know. Awesome. <laughs> I know. Somebody did do that to me, but maybe it wasn't a Yard Goats game. It was like so of, famous that people yell go well, magic at you all the time. Well, yeah, I mean, people just, you know, <laughs> I'm like the only magic fan anyone ever knows. Totally. Um, it's like Kevin Clark at the Ringer and I, that's about it. But, um, I mean, he should have. That would have been awesome. Shouts out to the Yard Goats. Actually, that oh, Yard, Goats, Yard Goats, I was Great so time. freaking miserable at that game. Like Matt, So Maddie, my wife, she works for UConn, and they were doing like this, uh, I don't know, it was like an alumni type event where they were getting some former nurses together, and they decided to pick the Yard Goats game. So there was like, you know, free food, whatever, blah, blah, blah. 
It was the worst day of my life. I hated it so much. <laughs> I, I honestly, I hate, because, okay, um, it's, it's, it's a thousand degrees outside. There is no shade anywhere. I'm eating, like, you know, no, no offense to them, but it's, you know, it's just, you know, it's hot dogs, whatever, this food. I'm watching this baseball game. I made it f- four innings, and I was out. I, could, I had to leave. I you went like, home. I, gotta go. I went home. I didn't care. I don't care who wins the game. <laughs> so Maddie's like, come with me. It'll be fun, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, everyone talks about how these Yard Goats games are great, and I was, like, miserable. I, it was honestly one of, the, my, one of my, and it has nothing to do with the Yard Goats. The Yard Goats are probably great if you really like baseball. I just, I, it was so not me. I had to leave. You weren't drunk so, enough. I definitely was not drunk enough. No, no. yeah, that's the key no. to minor league baseball. You need to be like six beers deep. At and all and then they're do, they're they doing all these stunts, like Great snacks. Th- like no lie, thirty people threw out a first pitch. Yeah. I'm like, what <laughs> is happening? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was like, what is Outsider. this? Like every every inning, there was something going on. I'm like, what? This is I got I gotta leave. I gotta leave. One I of my crowning this. achievements is on Mikey C Day. I ran out and and uh, replaced the the second second base on the field in oh. between innings. Nice. Browning achievement. Yeah, oh, it's, it's on top of my resume. Anyway. So we'll wrap well, this up, but we've learned, Steve, not a big baseball guy, huge cat guy. We're learning yeah, new things oh about God. you week to week, this Steve. Is, this, is, this is slander. I mean, this is just not true. <laughs> this is absolutely not true. But I will say, if you see me, just say what's up. It's okay. It's not the end of the world. I actually had a guy do that to me in London at the uh, Harry Potter thing. No way. I swear to God. Oh, my God, God. That's so awesome. Say what's up. I don't bite. Or, I don't have or a, y'all go yeah. magic. I like that one yeah, better. I, honestly, I like go magic better. True story. All right. Well, thank you to all the people who wanted the free swag. I only have three shirts to give away, so I will be reaching out to people shortly. You know what else I realize? I'm going to give away my Rosillo. I don't know if it's Rosillo and Canelo Rosillo water bottle. Can I have it? No, you already one? have one. The green one. No, I don't yeah, anymore. It's a, it, well, that's the infamous one that... You spilled everywhere. Yeah, right. I broke so, it. Really so ruined we'll everything. do that. I'm gonna put out the call to action. Maybe in a, a couple used weeks. water bottle. Nice. That's kind of sketchy. <laughs> they would but rather I like. want my medium <laughs> yeah. ladies tea, my Rosillo and Canal ladies tea. So or a used water bottle. I like these two options. Well, one guy <laughs> says to me, first of all, shout out to all the dudes who are DMing me, being like, "Yo, I'll take it in an extra large." Like I just have a closet full of them. <laughs> you got a ton of inventory. Yeah, like I'm Nordstrom. Sure, great customer service. But one guy did DM me and said. I am a huge Rosillo fan, and I just want the shirt because I want to frame it and put it in my... Oh, that's dope. Yeah, which I thought was cool, in my bar or my basement or whatever. Uh, another guy reached out and said, I want the shirt, but can you, Saruti, and Freeze Pops autograph it and send it Whoa. to me? Oh, my God. Yeah, I would love to do that. That's but then so I thought, cool. Okay, so we're going to ship it, what, to Connecticut to Steve and then have Steve send it to the dude? Yeah. Yeah, maybe. I Why not? So, I mean, yeah, look, we got to support our fans. Yeah, like all all 12 of them. You know what's amazing is that all the people that reached out, they weren't like, oh, my God, I love Freeze Pops. I love Sir They're like, I'm obsessed with Rosillo. Can <laughs> yeah. you give yeah. me the shirt? I mean, if you're obsessed with Rosillo, you are probably listening to this podcast. Probably, yeah. yeah. There, are, there are nuggets in there. Because we will give you nuggets like he likes Emma Stone, things that people don't know. Although I didn't even, yeah, I didn't even know that. So and, is that, that Canal? Did I I thought it was two? Van Pelt, so I'm not oh, no, it, is, it is Rosillo. He's tweeted about her. It's Ryan. Ryan loves Emma Stone. I just remember- Maybe they both do. It was I, one of the the dudes on the show, whether it was DK or Rosillo, or maybe Will Kane. I don't know. I'm into it. She seems like someone I'd like. Well, if you haven't done already, be like those people. Head to Apple Podcasts, subscribe, rate, and leave a review for Small Talk. We will be back in action again next week. But until then, good night, Boston. Thanks for listening to Small Talk. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts or the Podcast One app.